good God. I am reminded every day when the governor ordered during that time safer at home. I was confused. I was afraid. I don't know about what happened in the future, but one thing I know, and I tuck it in within my heart, that God is a good God. Proverbs 4, verse 10 to 11. Hear my son and receive my sayings. And the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in ripe paths. Verse 12. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instructions. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. The book of Proverbs was, is just an incredible book written by King Solomon, the son of King David of Israel. During this time when Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs, he was at his mature age and at the height of his power. There is so much depth, a word of insight, and a manual of living that we can learn from this. This is such a blessing of the Father. The word says, hear my son. It's amazing when we begin to hear the word or we begin to hear something that is a life-giving instruction from the word, from the it changes our perspective. Do you believe that? When you hear something, especially when it's from the word, or even a word of encouragement from your friends or loved ones, hearing changes our perspective. Hearing from the word changes our perception. And it's another thing when you receive the word and the word became so alive in you there is something about that and I love the fact that the word of the father here hear my son in other translation he calls it hear my brother's sister there's a tender word here about hear my son and receive my saying. And the years of your life will be many. The blessing of longevity. Blessing of long, Not just long life, but the blessing of the fullness of your life. Whether you are 20 or 10 or 30 or 40. I believe here 
about years of your life will be many, that you are purposeful, that you have a life that has a purpose, that has a meaning, that your life is full because the Lord has provided you his word. I want to tell you a story. As I was preparing this, I came an article and I was reading it from the ABC 13 Eyewitness. There was a name, Elizabeth Francis. She was born on July 27, 1909. This is a true story. July 27, 1909 in Louisiana. Elizabeth Francis later on in her life migrated to Texas and later part of her life she moved to Houston. There was such a remarkable blessing about her life that during her 110th birthday last year, even the Governor Turner of Houston, Texas, paid a visit to her. And it was all over news. I was moved. I did not have a picture of her, but you can search it, and you can see tremendously that her life, her face was radiant. There was a glow. There was a full of joy. And I was moved by that. And I read it during the time when we are at the peak of the high season of our pandemic. And I was really confused and I felt hopeless. And then I read this article as I was preparing for this sermon today. And here it is, Elizabeth Francis, a 110-year-old woman. Full of life. And she even says that it was the perfect way to begin the next century plus 10. <laughs> after her birthday, after her 110. Can I say that again? She says it was the perfect way to begin. She's just starting the next century plus 10. She valued life so much. Made by God. God will not abandon you. You are created in his image and his likeness. There is no one like you. God made you. And for Elizabeth, 110 years old, she's full of life. She's just starting. <laughs> I was so moved by that. And when she celebrated her 110th birthday, it was almost six generations of change. Her family, her great-great-grandchildren, and then the, eyebeast, the eyewitness news literally put this. I'm going to quote her. She said right here, a life possible because of my faith, she says. And then she used the word blessing. Blessing of the Lord. He is the one keeping me. That's why I am living. It is worth living. Today, I can see that you are here. You made an effort to get up today, to change, to come to church, to drive. I may not know what's going on in your life exactly, but the Father knows. 
God knows. And he wants to reach you with his heart. The song that we were singing today, I was so moved by that. We're going to sing that again at the end of this teaching. Because I really want you to receive today. You don't leave this place just the same. It is my prayer that the Lord would transform you inside out, knowing that he's got you, that he loves you, that he wants to give you long life, fulfilling life, that your life matter. Today, make it a great day. Today is the day that the Lord wants to bless. So I love that. I love that, that she is a living miracle. Elizabeth Francis was a living miracle. Her life was blessed beyond what she could ever ask or imagine. What a living testimony. The blessing of the Lord. He is the one keeping me. That's why I am living. The blessing of longevity. In 1 Kings 3, verse 7 to 9, we're going to read that. You can open your Bible and you can open your app. I love this story. It's about Solomon and his father, David. 1 Kings 3, verse 7 to 9. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. This is Solomon talking. Your servant is here among the people you love, among the people you have chosen, I'm sorry, a great people too numerous to count or number. Verse 9, so give your servant a discerning heart, a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to cover this great people of yours? Verse 10, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you have asked and I will give you wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you have no equals among kings, and if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and command as David, your father did, I will give you a long life. Let me go back first to the first one here. But I am only a little child. I love this. I don't think Solomon was a toddler here speaking, or he's in 
you know, a little boy. I believe when he was saying here, by I'm a little child, it's an act of his humility, of his dependence on the Lord, recognizing that he is hungry and have a longing desire, an expression of longing that he wants to experience how to live, how to lead the country. He was really asking and seeking the Lord on how to do that. How many of you have said that at one point, Lord, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just young. I don't know what, I don't know how to, to do this. I don't know how to do life. I, I really don't know. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen or great people too numerous. That is such a good prayer. That means, Lord, I am completely dependent upon you. And I want to know. And in verse 9, Solomon have asked the father, so give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. Our nation, our hungry, had been longing to know, to have justice, to stop the violence. They want to know how to make decisions, our government, our president. Thank you for continuously praying for our nation and for our president. But you see, the blessing of long life comes from the very beginning. It consists with the heart, the matter of the heart. More than anything else, the issues that's going on in our nation It's not just policies, but it's truly the matter of the heart. It's the heart issue. And I pray to God that first and foremost, I would look into my own heart. I love the fact here that Solomon asked for a discerning heart. To govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. How about asking the Lord for a discerning heart to make the right choices for your career? I see a lot of young people here, and I am so proud of you. You have been faithful. You have been good and faithful, and God sees you. God knows you. In our workplace, can ask the Lord for discernment. This is not about governing a nation. Discerning hard to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For he to cover this great people of yours. And because Solomon did not ask for wealth or for success or for prosperity, the Lord was pleased. He was very pleased. And since you have not asked for the not for long life or wealth, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you have asked, and I will give you, I love this, wise and discerning heart, so that there will never be an anyone like you. 
This is one of the promise of the Father to you. Living a long life, living a purposeful life, living a life that is meaningful, that you get up every day and say, Lord, thank you that I am living and I am alive and I have a purpose in you. Not just I'm going to be busy today, but I'm purposeful in you. But I like the fact in verse 13 that says, moreover. Don't you love that? <laughs> oh, there's more? <laughs> it doesn't stop there. You know, let me take a pause. I love the fact during Christmas, there was one time I remembered that we bought the kids their very first bicycle. So we tried to hide it. We didn't put it under the tree. We put it in the garage. Have you seen their faces when they like, they're counting their presents? I have six, I have four, I have five, I have eight. There was just an overwhelmed joy in their faces. And I remember that the last present was open. I couldn't remember what it is, but they were counting. We usually give them each one of our, the same amount of present. If it's four, four. And then I remembered Courtney stood up and he said, wait a minute. And you should see that their face light up. There was such an overwhelmed joy in the room. And they were like, is there more? So when the word of the Lord here in verse 13, I got really excited. Moreover, it doesn't stop there. Hey, wait. Besides, <laughs> oh, the God of all-knowing, he truly exceeds our expectation. He really exceeds our expectation. Many of you here can testify what the Lord has done, that he exceeds your expectation. And we give God the glory for that. Verse 13 says, Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for both wealth and honor so that in your lifetime you have no equals among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and command as David your father, obedience is a process. Obedience is a process. We have the power of the Lord's help through his word and through by his Holy Spirit that we can obey him. Obedience to me and keep my decrees and command as David your father did, I will give you long life. The blessing of longevity, the blessing of full life. God specializes in exceeding our expectation. He really does. And in Ephesians 6, it says God is able to do so much more than we Asked or imagined according to his power that is at work within us. He has given us. He is more than enough. He's able to do that. The blessing of longevity. The blessing of long life. He wants to bless you. He wants to give meaning for your life. If you came here today and you felt like, I don't know, Lord. I'm young. I didn't feel a lot of you know, direction and your will and your purpose for your life. May it be today that after you leave the building or if you're listening online, that you can say, I am blessed that I am living because God keeps me alive. God gives me purpose. God gives me direction. God keeps my life full. 
Proverbs 4.11. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. The blessing of certainty. Certainty. This is past tense. It says, taught you in the way of wisdom. But it doesn't mean that it's just past. It means right here now too and going into the future. This is an ongoing, alive word of the Lord. And it says, I have led you in the right path. There is a blessing here of certainty. Let me read to you Luke 1, verse 3 and 4. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the very beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know, listen to this, you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. You may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. You have been taught. You have received the blessing of the word of the Lord. Theopelus means, just simply, literally means loved by God. It carries the notion of a friend of God. When Luke was writing his first um, blessing to this book, I love the fact that he might know certain things. He was writing it to a friend of God. I, 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 I sense it that it was just for any one of us who is the friend of God. When Luke was writing that he was saying that so that you may know. So that he might know the certain truth regarding Jesus and his teaching. Theophilus, a friend of God. I love the fact that God has afforded so that we would know without a shadow of doubt within our heart that he's here to bless with certainty. He's here to bless not of confusion. He's there to bless to make it clear to you your right path, that you are certain without a shadow of doubt where the Lord is leading you. In 2 Timothy 3, verse 14, 17, but as for you, continue. Be faithful, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you have learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Verse 17, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We've been studying for the past six weeks the armor of God. God has given us his word to be empowered. God has given you the Holy Spirit as your guide, as your leader, as your alongside friend, as your comforter, so that you may be equipped for every good work. 
so that you don't go out there unarmed. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, not against your neighbor, not against your coworker, but it's in the spirit realm. And God has given us his word. You know that, church, you know that, young people, you know that. You know that in your heart. The Lord has given you word. The Lord has given you word. What have been the word that you have caught into your journal? What was the word of the Lord that had you written a month ago? Take those words, knowing that the certainty is a blessing from God. Joshua 1.5, as I was with Moses, I will certainly be with you. Two years ago, when we visited to the Philippines for the first time in 28 years since I migrated to the United States, I came back for the first time and traveled to the Philippines after 28 years. And I was uncertain of a lot of things. We didn't know who would watch the kids over. It was over three weeks and it was during school season. But I know for the fact that the Lord has given me this word. There was this certainty that I knew that God has called us there to go back for such a time as that. And I hold on so much the word in Joshua 1.5 as I was with Hazel. You know, as I was with someone else, you know, I will certainly be with Catherine. I will certainly be with Courtney. As I was with Moses, I will still certainly be with Remy, that the Lord would be with you. And then I have another word from the Lord during that time when we were living. Genesis 31.3, return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you. Hallelujah, that word came so alive with me that all is well you know when you have not been gone home for a long time you don't know what to expect you've lived half of your life here in the united states for 28 years i was like i don't know i don't know and at the time we're going to a different place because it was a mission word pastor is teaching in one of the island we don't know anything about that island we don't know who are we going to meet the people except our host but there was just this deep blessing of the Lord that he said, all is well. And I seek the Lord and I ask the Lord for word and confirmation. And truly he gave that word to me personally during that time. Return to the land of your fathers and to your family and I will be with you. The blessing of certainty. Church, wherever you are, Whatever you're experiencing at this moment, dig deeper in the word. Go deep in the word. Check the promises of God because he wants to bless you. He said, I have given you already the word of wisdom. I have taught you. I have provided for you. Get that. What are the promises of God for you? That was the promises of God for me two years ago when I went back to the Philippines. But this word is alive. But I'm asking here this morning, what are the promises of God for you right now, right here, for you, for your children, for your family, for your unsaved loved ones? What are the promises of God for you?
God is always with me. I will not fear. God is always sovereign. I will not doubt. God is always good. I will not despair. God is always watching. I will not falter. God is always victorious. I will not fail. And even if I will fail, the Lord is with me. What are the promises of God for you? If it's been a while that you have asked the Lord for that, it's his blessing. He wants you to receive it with an open arm, the blessing of certainty that you know it. Ask him today. Ask him tonight before going to bed. Lord, it's been a while. Or maybe you've gotten so discouraged or hopeless. But the word of God is alive and active. He has given you to be strengthened and to be encouraged. He's always with me. He's always sovereign. He's always good. He's always watching me. He's victorious. What are the promises of God for you? God's promises are manifested and fulfilled to Jesus Christ. And the people who believe God's promises will experience greater blessings in their life. For every one of us who know the Lord and have received him as Lord and Savior over our life, and if you're listening online and you have open up your heart to the Lord yet, I have good news for you. Today is the day of your salvation, and the Lord loves you. The Lord has a purpose for you. The Lord wants to bless you, blessing of longevity, a blessing of certainty. And God's promises are manifested and fulfilled through him as your Lord and Savior of your life. And if you believe the word of the Lord, and if you Grab hold of the promises of God for you personally, not the promises of what was about from your friend or for your loved ones. What is it for you? You will experience greater blessing. There will be such deep joy and contentment and purpose for living. The people who believe God's promises will experience greater blessing in their life. The blessing of certainty. The blessing of certainty. Some of the word of the Lord for you today may not be longevity. Maybe certainty is the word. That's all. All is well. Philippians 1.6 Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will complete it. He will perfect it. He who has begun a good work in you and me, he will complete it. Proverbs 4.12. The blessing of stability. You're stable. 
Verse 12, when you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. The blessing of stability. In Habakkuk 3, verse 19, it says that the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. The NASB translation, it says that the Lord God is my strength. And he has made my feet like hinds feet and makes me walk on my high places. The feet of a deer. You know, when I was reading this before, I never really pay attention to what is the feet of a deer. Have you ever thought about that? When you were reading this, you probably would say, oh, the Lord is my strength. Hooray, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. The sovereign Lord is my strength. But then he says right here, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer, or it says hinds feet, and makes me walk on high places. And in Psalms 18, verse 3, it says the same thing. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on heights. He makes me as a sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. Sure-footed as a deer. The promise of stability. What, do, what kind of feet do deer have? So as I was studying this, I, I mean, I've seen deer before, but I haven't really paid attention much. It says here that the deer have two main hooves on each foot. Together, they call the cloven hoof. Deer feet or hooves are economical wonders, whether simply by running or chasing other deer or evading danger. The muscular hind legs propel their movements. A deer foot consists of two elongated toes. They walk, they run, and jump on their third and fourth flanges. But as, as I was studying this, there was this, the hind feet. It is actually a female red deer. And it says that a hind feet can place her back feet exactly where her front feet step. Can you imagine that? Think about this. A hind feet can place her back feet exactly where her front feet step. The Lord says that he will have you walk in steps and you will not be hindered because you have the ability to have a feet of a deer. I never really think about that. I can see when the deer run, I felt like the deer can run with an abandonment, that it's lightweight, that it's free. And God today is saying to you, there's another deer right here. <laughs> that you have been given that blessing. And in 17 and 18 says, through the fig tree does not bud, or there are no grapes on the vine, through the olive crop fails, 
and the field produced no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will be joyful in the God my Savior. Even in the midst of chaos, verse 17 and 18, there is a way to walk in spiritual freedom and joy. Regardless of our circumstances, we can find fullest measure of joy in the Lord. We can choose joy. Today, maybe if you feel a little bit discouraged or it's hard to, whatever circumstances, Habakkuk is saying there, we can choose joy even in the things looks bleak. He made a choice to enter in the presence of the Lord. And it says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my Savior. You see, you have been given the ability to tread upon high places. You have been blessed by the Lord. Feet like a deer, a hind's feet that can tread up upon mountains that can do high places, able to scale difficult situation in life. You know these two hopes right here? This is able to scale difficult terrain and also able to catch the predator, like evade or elude the predator. These are pretty amazing. And for the Lord to say that we have this kind of a feet like this deer, what a blessing is that? It's powerful. It's powerful that in that, he has given us to be able to run and not grow weary and not be able to get tired and we walk, and we will not stumble. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, through the olive crop fails, and the field produces no food, there are no ship in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my Savior. We are choosing joy in the midst of any circumstances. Today, the Lord wants to set you free and give you freedom to walk in consistent joy. Joy is coming from inside out. Regardless of your circumstances or what you're feeling, we can choose joy in the things that we don't understand or the things may look scary or the things that were confusing us. During this time, there was a great famine. There was a lot of violence when Habakkuk was leading. And at one point he asked God, what is going on? What is happening? Have you ever asked the Lord about that? I did when I was confused, when I don't know what to do. I, Lord, what's going on? You know, during this time, there was a lot of um, people rebelled against the Lord. There was a lot of disobedience. There was a lot of injustice. How many of us know about that? That that is the cry of our heart. That we pray to God every day, every minute, every second, every hour. We pray to God for justice in our nation, justice in our world. During this time, there was a lot of what? 
in Habakkuk's life. What? What if? I don't know, Lord, what? There was a lot of conflict. There was a national crisis going around here during this time. But I love the fact here that this is actually really applicable in what's going on at this moment in our world. But I love that in this we can learn. We can learn that even as the Lord has given us the hind feet, the feet of that dear feet, they are swift and steady and firm and secure. That God always gives us the ability by his strength and through his word to live victoriously. The word in Habakkuk 3.19 is a verse that would remind us that God is able to help us do the impossible. I hope you get excited that you get to have the feet like a deer. <laughs> I get to be excited. When I was sharing this um, to one of a dear friend of ours, actually, I give credit for this picture because that was in our home. We visited Port Townsend. That was two years ago. And that's the porch on the side. That's their front. And there was just deer all over. And we stayed there for four to five days. And when we stay there, I don't want to leave her home. <laughs> I love you, Patty and Cecil. You are a great blessing to us. And happy Father's Day to you, Cecil. I see the deer. They were so carefree. They were lightweight. And as I watching it in, in her patio, I was like, you're so fast, you know? I felt like when we have the Lord, we can say, Lord, total abandonment. We abandoned ourselves before you. Come what may come, because you're with me. You're for me. You're not against me. You want to give me favor. You want to bless me. It is the Father's heart to each and every one of you to bless you today. It is the Father's heart not just to give you blessing of longevity and stability and certainty, but that you are renewed from inside out today, that you are strengthened and encouraged, that you are full of joy in the Lord. God is able to help us do the impossible. Hallelujah. The Father's blessing the blessing of longevity, the blessing of certainty, the blessing of stability. And in last verse, Proverbs 4, verse 13 says, Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. I'm going to ask the worship team to come, and we're going to sing again the blessing. And as you sing that song today, the blessing, I want you to once again open up your heart. Open up your heart to receive from the Lord. Ready. You see, if you don't open, you're close. If I have a gift from you and you don't open it, it's nothing. It will, it's useless. But the Lord wants to say to you, I am here for you and I am not against you. I am here to bless you. Take firm hold of instructions. Take firm of the word that was spoken to you today. 
Do not let go of the promises of the word of the Lord. The word of God is your lifeline. The word of God will sustain you in the midst of hardship. The word of God will give you life. The word of life will give you full joy. Do not let go. You can let go of anything just like the deer. Total abandonment. You can let go of everything. But take firm. Hold on to it. Tuck it in in your heart. Meditate the word. Keep it for she is your life. The word of God is your life. Not in the midst of any circumstances. Not in the midst of any drug addiction. If you're listening to me and you are suffering of drug addiction or depression, the Lord wants to say to you, I want to bless you with long life. I want to give you a blessing of certainty. I want to give you a blessing of stability. I love you, says the Lord. Open up your heart. Receive the gift of my salvation. I am for you and not against you. I will give you favor. I died for you. Would you say a prayer if you're listening right now and you have not received the Lord into your heart? Or later you will hear this in a recording. Just say a prayer. Repeat after me. Lord, I open up my heart to you. I repent of my sin. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. You are Lord. You are Savior. You died for me. I open up my heart to you now, Lord, and receive the gift of salvation. Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, you are my Savior. And I love you. If you've said that prayer, the Lord hearing your you, the Lord has answered the cry of your heart. And he wants to know that he's here to bless you. To give you peace. To give you favor. I'm praying that depression will go in the name of Jesus Christ. Drug addiction will be healed and set free. Marriages will be healed. Unsaved loved ones will be saved because it is the blessing of the Lord to bless salvation, to bless freedom, to bless people with a life that is full of joy and transformation. And thank you, Lord, that as we sing the song today, we want to open up to you and say we receive it. We receive it, Lord. Hallelujah.